Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Young Ambiguous podcast. And today we have a guest who's been running her own business for eight plus years. Um, she's duly employed, kind of self-employed and has another job. She kicks butt and she is an inspiration to me. And I hope she'll be an inspiration to you after you hear more of her story. It's Katie Rosado. Hello. Um, so, Katie, I wanted to interview you because... Uh, like I said, you're an inspiration to me. You've been running your own business for a long time, and you are stupid successful at it. Thank you. You've traveled internationally, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, you've done photos in how many of the states? Like, oh my gosh, more than half at this point. Um, yeah, probably like half. Right That's now. crazy. <laughs> and not just wedding stuff either. You've done mm-hmm. all kinds of different shoots. Yeah. You've been published mm-hmm. in, I want to say, th- at least three magazines, probably more now. Um, yeah, well, and then there's a lot of blogs too. Blogs take up nowadays most of mm. wedding publications, so lots and lots of different blogs. Yeah. Okay, so she's taking over all of the <laughs> photography business stuff, and so I wanted to kind of talk to you about like how that happened, like because mm-hmm. it didn't happen overnight, right? You know, you know, eight years later of the business and ten years of taking photos, you didn't just like wake up one day and get asked to photograph. Icelandic weddings. So right, like, right. what, let's go all the way back to kind of the genesis. What inspired mm-hmm. you to get into that? Mm-hmm. You know, I just started, I think like how a lot of people do and a lot of teenagers just taking photos here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, this must've been like 2008. And so my mom just had this little point and shoot and I would just take it outside and take photos of like dandelions and you know, t- photos of my niece and just that kind of stuff. And the then, really up close ones of the yeah, flowers. Yeah, that was completely out of focus. <laughs> and I would edit it in like Picnic, um, nice. which if anyone remembers Picnic, Throwback. that was a fun time. Yeah. Um, and then um, what happened next was I got a job and I saved up every penny that I made and bought myself a camera, a nice camera so I could, you know, just have more fun with it and take photos of my friends and everything. So then it was senior year of high school and I started taking photos of, you know, all my friends' senior photos. Um, and, you know, I got paid like 20 bucks by their mom. Which oh, is, yeah. You know, hey, when you're 20, 20 bucks when you're like 17 is yeah. a you good amount of money. Yeah, you start paying off that camera. You're like, yeah, yeah make money. Exactly. Um, and then I, interestingly enough, and I do not recommend this, but I put an ad on Craigslist. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> um so probably when I was 18, I put that out there that I wanted to shoot weddings. Um, thank, nice. I, I truly thank God I did not encounter any weirdos. Yeah. Um, my first couple, they were so sweet and it was just a really simple little beach wedding. Um, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I, I had never even been to a wedding except for when I was like a child. Cause really? I was eight, I was 18 years old. So no, Whoa. I mean, I had been to a wedding like as a child. Yeah. Like six or seven or something wow and, and then um, here you are talk, like taking photographing a wedding that i yeah. have absolutely no idea what i'm doing wow and um it was really funny because after that wedding i, I was like this was the worst not the <laughs> wedding itself but i just i hated the stress of it and the pressure mm. you know because i mean it is it you know you only have one shot it's not like yeah. a photo session where you can redo it you know you only get one shot so i was just so focused on getting the photo that i I just remember I didn't care what the photo looked like. I just wanted to get it. You yeah, know what I mean? Make yeah. sure I got it actually documented that it happened. Um, 
And so I was like, okay, that, that sucked. I'm never doing weddings again. But I had already had a couple weddings um, mm. the rest of that year booked. So I finished out those weddings. And after, you know, after the second, third, fourth, I was like, okay, I'm getting the handle hand of this. And, you know, started to feel like I was actually pretty good at it. And, yeah. you know, I, I really think it takes a specific type of personality. You know, you have to be graceful and calm presence on the wedding day, but yep. you also have to make sure that, you know, you kind of have to be a wedding planner in a sense and make sure that, you know, your couple's staying on time and yep. being very um, efficient with everything and always making sure you're sticking to the schedule. Yeah. You know how it is. I'm sure you remember. <laughs> yes, I do. And that's that's one thing I've noticed the more weddings I've gone to after being married mm-hmm. is how important it is for your vendors mm-hmm. to really be dialed in on that stuff. Right. Because if they're kind of just like oh, someone tell me what to do and they don't take charge yeah. and go and do their part of this, the situation, it's going to it's gonna fall apart really quick. Right. So when you said that about Craigslist, all I could think <laughs> of is like the creepers on there yeah. who want like feet pics. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just picturing like all these like feet pic ads and then yours is like, hey, I would like to take photos for right. your wedding. And it's like more like creepers. Um so one thing that I know you do that differentiates you from the crowd, mm-hmm. so to speak, of photographers is you do film. Mm-hmm. So what is in like 2018, almost 2019, Yeah. what is like, what's the big draw and the difference mm-hmm. between the two mediums? Obviously there's a difference, but like... Right, right. Um, th- I get, actually get this question a lot, um, more than any other question, and... It has two parts to the Mm. answer. And the first part would be obviously the aesthetic. Um, And, you know, to just, you know, the layman, you truly might not notice a big difference. Mm. But, um, and I'll spare the really boring technical details. Oh, I'm sure the (laughs) podcast listeners love technical details. Um, But film has really really great um, dynamic range which is basically the difference between the highlights and the darks of the image so with film you can often see the details in the light part of the photos like the bride's dress you can still see the lace but you can also still see the details as long as you expose the image properly still see the details in the darks as well whereas with digital you can still get that but um you kind of have to draw back the highlights and then um, draw back the the shadows and you kind of yeah. get a more flat image um, and that's kind of post-production stuff exactly ah. and, um, and then with film you the coloring the the type of film that you choose is going to change the kind of colors you're gonna get okay. so the type of film that I use um, is a very pastel-y kind of tone mm-hmm. it gives you these skin tones that are really creamy and beautiful which is what every bride wants they want this really pretty creamy skin tone so that's another aspect about it and but the most important aspect of it to me is the way that it makes me shoot and that's because you know in this day and age with i mean we all carry an amazing camera in our back pocket like this camera is so unbelievably amazing. Yeah. You know, compared to she's she's looking at an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Android people. Yeah. Just just so you know. <laughs> so um, I mean, it really is. It yeah. takes some insane photos. And when the Seven Plus came out, I was like, oh man, like my I kind of got scared because I was like, everyone's gonna think they're a photographer and start charging like fifty bucks for a photo shoot. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Um, and you know that's a whole another topic we can we can get to, but. Um, 
So with film, first of all, the way that the, the way that it changes me mm. when I'm taking a film photo yeah. and, and the mindset that I have to have, because in a roll of uh, medium format film, 120 film, you only have 16 photos. Okay. So, and then it takes a, a minute or two to change that roll. So obviously you, you can't blow through it like that. Whoa. You know, how quickly do we blow through 16 photos when we're shooting digital? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you really have to slow down. You have to wait for the right moment. You wow. have to... Um, compose it a little bit better you know you have to get make sure your settings are perfect so in a way to me it really forces me to as Ansel Adams said make a photo rather than take it you know it's like a whole mindset right exactly it completely changes your mindset and then of course film costs an arm (laughs) and a leg I can't even tell I won't even get into how much money I've spent on film but um so obviously I don't have the finances to just blow through all this yeah, film, you yeah. know? Um, so, but you know, that being said, I do yeah. shoot digital as well yeah. because there's a time and a place for both. You know, when you're okay. talking about weddings, you're talking about drunk people grabbing their friend, you know, wanting a foot, <laughs> wanting a photo. And I'm, I don't even know who these two guys are. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not wasting $3 on this one photo, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there's, there's a time and a place for everything. And then, of course, you know, family photos. You got 50 people in one photo, 10 children. Everyone's looking in a different direction. Yeah. Most of the time, the children, the adults are looking at the children and the children are looking at me because the adults yeah. want to make sure the children are, you yeah. know, looking at the camera. So, you know, that's when you just need to take a bunch of digital photos. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense that it's kind of more than just like, the medium itself which has a lot of qualities you're chasing Mm -hmm. after that tone the tones and the dynamic range that it can capture but it's also more of like the mindset and the way that you shoot the mentality you bring Mm -hmm. to shooting a wedding or shooting an event or doing a a shoot in general and also you know with digital like if you started on digital which i did start Mm -hmm. on digital you get so used to taking a photo looking at the back of this camera and realizing, oh, I way overexposed that or it's way underexposed. Then you change your settings. Instead of getting it right in camera, you know, and mm. just making sure you have a firm grasp on the technicalities, you yeah. know, of film, of photography. And um, and then also just trusting yourself. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the biggest battle when I first started was... You know, I would always take it, take it in film and then take it again in digital because I was afraid that I didn't get it. Or oh. I would take two or three or four of the exact same photo in film because I was like, well, what if I didn't get it? And yeah, there's definitely times where your focus is going to be a little off or maybe your settings were off. But, you know, when yeah. I compare what's called my keep rate, which is like how many photos I actually deliver to a client, the number of... The, the keep rate for my film is so much higher than it is digital yeah. because I instantly get into that mindset of I only take one or two of that specific yeah. pose or that specific look or you know what I mean or that angle and with digital you know it, even myself I, I immediately go back to that digital mode of just click click yeah. click, click you know yeah. and just a little bit more thoughtless but you know with the film I, I just have to put a little bit more thought and care and attention into every photo that I take so do you have two cameras set up with the same like settings and everything dialed in the same um pretty much yeah i mean i'll i'll adjust them you know because it depends like if a cloud comes and it goes away i obviously have to change my settings and everything but yeah i always carry two foot two you know a film camera and a digital camera on me Hmm. at the same time and then you know like when we do 
like when we did photos with yeah. Liam, it's like there's times that you need a digital yeah. camera because you don't have, you can't just take 10 photos of a baby. Like, you know, yeah. some, they're going to be, they're going to turn their head real quick and then it'll oh, be blurry. Sure. And, you know, there's, there's time, there's a time and a place for both. Yeah. So. No, that makes sense. And that's, that's kind of interesting that you use both and you know how to, even with the differences that they can bring, medium-wise and color-wise, you are able to bring in a cohesive package to your mm-hmm. your clients, you know, and, and deliver a good package. Um, so what? how did you get into film, though? Because it seems mm-hmm. like it was something that didn't really, it wasn't very popular in, in my mind, but maybe right. it, it was all, the whole time. Right. Um, I had, you know, just through looking like through social media and everything, I had really fallen in love with two photographers, Jose Villa and Elizabeth Messina. And I bought both of their books and I realized while reading them that they were both film photographers. And this was probably four or five years, five years ago, I think now. And, um, I was like, oh, well I love their work. It Mm -hmm. just instantly spoke to my, to my heart. Like I, I could not put my finger on what it was, but something about their work stood just above everyone else's. And, um, then I, I also started shooting film in college at um, EFSC. Well, at the time it was BCC. Yeah. And um, you know, did it in the dark in the dark room, having to develop the film and everything. Oh. So you had so, experience doing that. So it was kind of simultaneous. Like I found out that they shot film, and then I, w- I knew how to shoot film too. Oh. So I was able to, um, you know. Yeah. Do you it myself. Kind of so came it all yep. together. Mm-hmm. So you you don't do your own. Um, development. No, no, I send it off to a lab who okay. takes care of it because that's way yeah. too much for me. <laughs> that's like a whole other yeah, a whole other thing, mm-hmm. a whole other business actually. It, it really is. Um, so I'm sure in your your career as a photographer, you've had setbacks and everything. Maybe you know if you're you can share any horror stories mm-hmm. or fails, that would be really fun mm-hmm. um, to see if. Like maybe even there was something between when you were transitioning from digital to film mm-hmm. or something just crazy that happened. Cause that's, right. everybody wants to hear those yeah. stories. Yeah. Everyone wants to hear how everyone else fails at things. <laughs> Cause it makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. I have to say one of the best lessons I've learned, and that was actually from Stephen Wood who owns Photovision, which is the company that develops my film and processes it and scans it. And he said, um, you know, you're going to fail. Like there is mm-hmm. no doubt in anything in life, but photography, business, you're going to fail. So you want to fail early and learn from those mistakes. Wow. Yeah. Um, which I was like, that's so true. And then, you know, it kind of made me feel better that we don't have to be so ashamed of our failures because we're only human beings. Yeah. Um, but that being said, you know, with photography, it's so important to know and understand that especially when you're doing like weddings yeah. or babies or whatever, you know, you do only have one shot of this and, um, taking care of your client's photos is of utmost yep. priority, especially like nowadays when, um, you know, the storage is so cheap for, I mean, one terabyte, which holds so many thousands and thousands of photos is only like 80 bucks for a yeah. hard drive, you know, external yeah. hard drive. But, um, so one of my fails was that, I want to say it was five or six years ago, I had a process of, my process of backing up my, my photos was 
I would put them on my hard drive and then my hard drive would be backed up to a cloud, right? Mm. And every day I got a notification that my computer was backed up at this time, like it completed being backed up. So um, I went to go edit what's called a boudoir session that I did. And when I went to go look for the photos, they were gone, just completely gone. I checked everywhere in my computer, completely gone, nowhere to be found, never found them. And I know I had, I had them. They were in Lightroom, mm-hmm. which is the program I used to process and edit the photos. They were there because you could see that I uploaded them. Yeah. It just, it said the file was gone. Like it showed it, like it oh, showed no. a pixelated preview, but it said that it was gone. So, um, so I was like, okay, try not to freak out. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. First of all, it's only a Bedora session. It's not, you know, a, a wedding. Uh, yeah, but, um, so I went to go look for it. Oh yeah. And it was gone. I already said that. And I went to go look for it in the cloud. Where it should have been, backed up. Where it up. should have been, right? Yeah. So I go to look. Turns out the cloud had not been backing up any of my photos. This was maybe June since the beginning of the year. <gasps> and I was so upset. Like I had realized, I mean, I had weddings that weren't backed up. And I had just trusted that it said it was backing up my computer. So I contacted them, contacted the company. I won't say their name. But um, <laughs> you don't use them anymore. I, I don't even do. know if they exist anymore. I don't know. It's oh, a while ago. Right. Probably not. They were so awful. So then they they told me, oh well, you. I had an unlimited, you yeah, know, I'm whatever out. thing. Yeah. And um, they said, oh well, you've gone over how much you can back up because you're using this for business, not personal. And oh, I was like, you know, wow. it must have been in the fine print that even yeah. though it was technically unlimited. If you're a business, you can't use it. And I don't ever remember seeing that anywhere. It was just in the fine print, right? So they had just decided to allow me to keep paying and not back up my photos. Wow. What trash. That's garbage. So they were gone. Um, But, you know, as I said before, you know, you're going to fail. It happens. Every single photographer in the world is going to lose photos at some point, no matter how type A and how organized you are. It's just going to happen. Um, so I reached out to my client. Um, the most important thing when you do fail like that yeah. is to go above and beyond, yep. you know, when something is truly your fault, I don't personally believe in taking responsibility when something's not your fault. Yeah. Um, you know, you can apologize that they feel this way, but I don't take responsibility for things that aren't my fault, but when it is my fault, I will go above and beyond and yeah. do anything I can, you know, to rectify the situation. So I offered her, um, a book of prints and a reshoot for free, obviously. Yeah. Um, and she was actually so incredibly kind about mm. it. Um, and actually, I was able to salvage um, maybe 25 photos because the preview showed in Lightroom, but it was small. Uh, some of them were pixelated, but some of them weren't. Okay. So I was able to actually get about 25 four by six prints from this session. Mm. I offered that to her and she said that was all she cared about. She didn't even want to do a reshoot. reshoot. She didn't even want me to refund her. She was completely understanding. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel part of that is you owning it and trying to make it right. Right. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I know what gets under my skin is when companies or individuals, they make a mistake Mm -hmm. and they just go, well, that's, you know, right. You know, tough cookies. That's the way it is. We're not going to do anything about it. And it really frustrates me. Right. You know, I'm looking at you, cell phone carriers. <laughs> but like, it's it when somebody goes the extra mile 
right. to make the like okay what can we do to make make it up to you mm-hmm. we messed up here that that goes a long long way for sure so i guess w- one question i have is when your business started to take off what what happened what allowed you to kind of take that leap into traveling Mm -hmm. because you were shooting a lot in the county and then in the state like how did you kind of progress that to through the nation and Mm -hmm. kind of even international now you know it's weird i i actually have gotten that question before and like people will message me or you know ask me how do you get to shoot here and there and i'm like i honestly don't know Mm. i i mean (laughs) i do in a way i'm I'm not gonna say i don't try yeah um at first for years Instagram was my main thing and Instagram was amazing for photographers and I book I have booked so many clients through Instagram yeah it's unfortunately really gone gone downhill for businesses um and I want this too it's very technical I won't get into that but it's definitely you know not as great as it used to be for businesses but um they just lower your posts right yeah because they want you to boost them they want you to you know pay to boost them so um I think just making con- a lot of connections, um, you know, I would, and I still do all the time, message and email planners and um, other photographers yeah. and just various people in within the industry. And that's, that's an interesting um, point to, to not just, obviously you want to message mm-hmm. um, and stay in contact with planners and different mm-hmm. people, but the different photographers wouldn't you feel that's counterintuitive because you feel like they would be your competition right it's actually not and what's so funny is most of my friends are photographers like throughout yeah all throughout the united states i have tons of like friends who are photographers and no we totally help each other out because if i'm booked i'll refer someone else yeah that's that's one of the biggest ways people book photographers is you know you reach out to someone and they're booked so they'll recommend someone yeah i mean there's there's only so many weekends in october exactly right? <laughs> there's only yeah so so you know it's like i'll recommend you you recommend me yeah and facebook helps a lot with that you know we have a lot of groups where a lot of us have become you know good friends and we'll recommend each other text each other yeah instagram message each other and you know send referrals that way that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And that's something that I think a lot of people probably don't think about is reaching out to their, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote competition right. when you can really just build a community. Cause that's ultimately, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people when they're starting out, whatever business it is, people have the mindset of, I have to beat all of the competition. Right. And really at the end of the day, you don't necessarily want to beat them as much as you want to like partner with them in Mm -hmm. the future and you want to um you want to hold conferences that photographers come to and they learn from you so you can't just be like beating them down and trying to like push them out of the way right so i think that's that's really cool that you already do that Mm -hmm. in your mind what would be advice you would give to somebody who's starting out a business or in that early few years of their business Mm -hmm. well kind of going back to what we were just talking about community over competition i think is Hmm. Um, I, you know, the people who you think are your competition can actually be your biggest assets Wow! Yeah. because you can learn from them. I have people reaching out to me all the time who want to just assist me just to learn, like not even to get paid, but just to learn. Wow. And when I was first starting, we didn't have that. There was no 
community mm-hmm. with, I mean, maybe there was, but it's not like it is now. Um, and I had to learn everything through my own failures, you yeah, know, yeah. and through my own mistakes. But, you know, I've always loved the phrase, um, a wise man, no, wait, sorry, <laughs> let me no, back up. A dumb person does not learn from their mistakes. A smart person learns from their own mistakes, but a wise person learns from yeah, others' mistakes, I love that one. you yeah. know, um, and that's something I've truly always kind of tried to like live my life by is just yeah. to learn from others and not that we're not all going to make mistakes, but to learn from other people's mistakes. And so, you know, so specifically photography, if you want to do photography, I mean, first of all, you know, I want to say in this day and age, um, the barrier to entry in the industry is really low. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone has a great camera on their phone. That doesn't mean that you, everyone needs to be a photographer or even if yeah. you like photography, it doesn't mean you have to have a photography business because it is so much work. And that's not to discourage people by any means, but if you're going to really hustle, like make sure it's what you want to do. Yeah. To Don't, make a living, it's, yeah. it's work. I mean, cause there's the, the, I think the percentage of people who are still in business as a photographer after 10 years is only 1%. Whoa. That's how high of a turnover rate it is. Because, that's crazy. Because then, you know, anyone can pick up a camera and become a photographer. Yeah. But, you know, if it's what you really want to do, um, you know, reach out to people, learn from other people. Don't be afraid to reach out to people who you might consider, you know, are, are a little bit higher up in the industry or, you know, f- further along in their careers. Cause those are the people you're going to learn most from. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, make sure as a, whatever business you're doing, make sure you have a good business plan. Yeah. Um, you know, financially be on track and legally make sure you have, a good contract and um you know your taxes and yeah got an accountant that kind of stuff really, all the really boring stuff that no one yeah you know it like fries my brain thinking about it and i'm already thinking oh my gosh it's almost january and then yeah. i didn't get about taxes yeah but, i feel like it was just just like ugh. taxes were due just the other day yeah but, but it's you know it's a necessary yeah. evil of any business it's just something you yeah. have to do but you know like so for me I, as a business owner, I want to support other businesses too. So like I hire an accountant and I hire a web designer, that mm. kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, no, that's really cool. Yeah. Cause I'm not a professional in those fields. Yeah. So don't be afraid to dish out a little bit more money with people who, especially like an accountant who's in the long run going to save you money. You yeah. Know? And instead of trying to do it on your own and then costing yourself a ton of money Yeah. in the end that you could have saved. Mm-hmm. So the things that we talk about on Young Ambiguous is kind of things that we don't here typically in church communities church cultures and so one thing that i am inspired by as well besides the business aspect of um your life is the way you carry yourself with your opinions that may or may not be popular with people Mm -hmm. um and i know this kind of seems out of the blue to talk about but as a wedding vendor Mm -hmm. there was a court case that finally got decided on um between a bakery and a, a homosexual couple. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've seen you voice your opinions on those things. And I kind of want to ask you how you saw that impact your business and, and kind of mm-hmm. where the courage to just state how you felt came from. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, well, first let me say my, I'll just share my opinion on that issue is that I believe first and foremost if you're getting paid for something, you're providing a service. And to me, it seems unethical no matter what your beliefs are. 
to turn anyone away mm. for that reason. So that being said, you know, not to get into really a deep discussion on, on the issue, yeah, yeah. but um, I would never in a million years turn away a gay couple. Um, first of all, I believe it's an opportunity for me to share, yeah. um, you know, love with them and, you know, just entreat them like I do every single client. Yeah. To me, it's no different um, than serving any of my other clients. But as a Christian, you know, it's an opportunity. Yeah. You know, people, my clients know I'm Christians. I mean, it's, I don't hide it by any means, you know. So, and actually what's really sad is I've had more than one gay couple um, email me and ask me if I shoot them. And I'm wow. like, that's so sad that they get yeah. turned down so frequently. It's just so strange to me i feel like we'll look back on this era and be like remember when you used to you could actually turn away a gay couple just like you know 56 years ago you could turn away yeah you know an african-american person or you know so it's crazy i know so sorry what was the original (laughs) question i was just saying like no that's that's great you know that i i remember seeing your opinion and really Mm -hmm. applauding that and being like man that is so good for somebody in that industry Mm -hmm. obviously different aspect of it but someone in that industry to say listen like i'm a christian i have Mm -hmm. faith and i i don't see an issue providing my service Mm -hmm. and serving this community Mm -hmm. and so i was really appreciative of that and i know that's not the popular opinion Mm -hmm. in church culture right so kind of like what maybe inspired you or what drew you to share that it was i mean it's 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 just something that every single wedding vendor is going to have to answer the question. You know, you're going to get an inquiry from a same sex couple. It's going to happen. And you have to ahead of time, you know, prepare. What are you going to do? What is your, your opinion on that? And and how are you going to address the issue? Um, and you know, to me, it's truly just no different. I mean, almost every single one of my couples lives together and Mm -hmm. are most likely sleeping together. So, you know, what's, yeah. If you believe homosexuality is a sin, what's the difference to you? Yeah. Am I going to not serve anyone who's living a sinful lifestyle or who isn't? That's not to say, sorry, no, I'm in a weird place. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Not to say yeah. that that is a sinful lifestyle. Right, but right. The thing, it, 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 what that just triggered in me is like, well, what about these pastors who know that this couple, you know, mm-hmm. has technically broken their yeah. rules on premarital sex? but they're still going to do the wedding. Right. You know, or they know that this woman is pregnant and like they're trying to do the wedding really quick and mm-hmm. they still So like for me if a pastor mm-hmm. who is supposedly the one who has taught this type of theology is willing to make concessions and do weddings that don't necessarily fit the bill right. perfectly, then why would a vendor or right. someone in the service industry take it upon themselves to deny a customer mm-hmm. their service? Right. And I, I even justified in my mind, which is why I think I remember it so distinctly when you posted it, because mm-hmm. I even justified it in my mind for you as a photographer because of the creativity involved. You know, obviously there's creativity in baking, mm-hmm. so I'm not trying to like downplay right, that. Right, right, right. But if, if somebody just wants a sheet cake for 40 people <laughs> yeah. with some names written on it. Yeah. You're not getting artistic mm-hmm. as much as I would say you photographing mm-hmm. moments at, at a wedding. Right. 
Um, so in my mind, I even justified why you in your um, line of work would be able to justify saying no. But then when you posted that, I was like, oh, I had to even rethink mm-hmm. and reframe where I was coming from. Be like, no, I, I mean, I can't say she should say no. If she's saying no, I, I can't. Like, I can't say no to those people, to no. that community, to those groups. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to serve them if they want me to yeah. be there. Yeah, so. I mean, I just see it as an opportunity to share the love of Christ with them, you know? Yeah. I mean, isn't that the entire point? Yeah. being Christian, yeah. <laughs> being I the mean, hands and feet of Jesus. I, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but yeah. I, I wanted to bring that up because I know that that is something that made me rethink where mm-hmm. I was on, where I stood on it. And I think a lot of people um, could learn from that, mm-hmm. learn from you. And, and you've been in that place before. You've been in that, that you've literally worn those shoes and, right. and had to walk through that. So I think that's interesting. At any moment, though, were you worried about how it would impact your business? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely... Actually, just recently, um, I made the decision to add to my website that specifically states that I will not discriminate anyone based on color, based on religion, based on sexual orientation or gender identity, because I realized that... um, well, within the wedding industry, it can be very um, bride and groom, and that's mm-hmm. it, you know. And so I decided I want to be a little bit more accepting, you oh. know, of everyone. Yeah. Um, sorry, what was the original question? No, no, that, <laughs> that's great. It's like how it would impact your business. Right. And so I thought, you know, oh, like, what if I... Because I have plenty of, you know, um, more... I guess you could say right-leaning um, Christian clients. And obviously, there's no problem with that. I, I don't discriminate against anyone, and I yeah. love everyone. Um, you know, but I thought, oh, well, what if someone sees that, and then they don't want to inquire with me? But I really just, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, yeah. I mean, maybe it will, but at the end of the day, I don't know, even if, no, I, I hear what you're I saying. I, I like that you you considered it and said, you know what? It's better for me to just open the doors and allow those communities to come in yeah. than to try and walk this fine line of judging who is appropriate right. for you to f- photograph. Well, and I guess what I mean to say is, I mean, at the end of the day, especially with a, a creative business, everything you do, your brand, your website, everything your work is a reflection of who you are Mm. and if that's truly what i believe and not discriminating against anyone why would i hide that yeah because i'm only going to draw people who share you know more um not that everyone i work with has to have my beliefs by any means at all yeah but you know um it's going to attract the right the you know not the right people yeah but it's going to attract the people that (laughs) you want to serve that and that you know, respect my beliefs, even if they don't yeah. agree, but they at least yeah. respect it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's where I think that, that specific case with the bakery and that couple, it was kind of hard because obviously you don't want to have to say yes to everyone. So like all the way back to the beginning, like if those creepers on Craigslist call and they're like, can you take pictures of this, that, and the other, and you're not <laughs> comfortable with that. Right. You don't have to do that. 
But I think when it becomes based on not necessarily what they're asking you to do, Mm -hmm. but based on who's asking, Mm -hmm. that's the issue Mm -hmm. that I I think, you know, we we agree on and would land in the same same place. Um, So have you have you seen any benefits from sharing that so far? I know you said you had some couples reach out, but Mm -hmm. Mm, I mean, I have photographed a same sex wedding, but. I wouldn't say nece- necessarily yet. I just yeah. added, like, added that to my website, for example. Not that you're trying to profit off of it or no, anything. No, not I'm at just all. Saying, like, yeah. It'd be cool to know if there was any kick, like, any good things or bad things that have right. come since you did that. I mean, I would say, like, for just for example, adding anything about yourself that's personal to, like, yeah. your website is, is really great. Um, for example, when someone inquires with me, they get an email that says like, thank you so much for your inquiry. Here's my contact information. And then it has a little gif of Michael and Dwight in the office. Oh yeah. Oh (laughs) yeah. It says like, you're one step closer to booking the best photographer. And then it's like Dwight and um, Michael raising the roof. And I have so many people email me back being like, Oh my gosh, you're the best. We love the office. So just anything that like, when you put yourself out there, something that's it's that's not very fine art and that's not very pretty and weddingy but it's me and it's like that's something I love and that's something that people connect with is is what I mean to say you know people want want to hire someone that they connect with that they feel that they would be friends with you know what I mean no for sure so and especially with like taking photos and, and doing shoots like that's what you want is somebody who's it's not stiff like Mm-hmm. Who is this yeah. person who's going to take pictures of me right. and my family? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a special moment. You want that person to be warm and friendly. For sure. So that's cool. Um, hot take for one second. Uh, Parks and Rec is better than The Office, <gasps> but I respect The Office because <laughs> Parks and Rec wouldn't exist without that's The Office. Right. So I do love Parks and Rec. Yeah. But it's like, it's just a teeny tiny bit beneath The Office. <sighs> Well, it, you just can't. It's fine. Compete. We disagree on something. It's fine. I think Jim and Pam are overrated. Okay, I I will agree with that. <laughs> and that um, Ben and Leslie okay. have a better. I completely agree with that. I do love Ben and Leslie. Jim and Pam, yeah, they're not the best. But <laughs> tell me, tell me how Jim supported Pam better or worse than ben supporting leslie oh my gosh and is there a way for a woman like leslie to support ben like they were such perfect compliments i have to i have to completely agree i love that they kind of are a little bit independent you know what i mean yes. but they just they just complete each other like they didn't need each other but at the same time they just really complimented each other i think that's you know? a very healthy thing to have oh in my a relationship gosh. so true and we'll have to have another episode where we talk about that because that's <laughs> yeah. actually a really good thing that i want to yeah. talk about um like thank you so much katie for yeah. being on the podcast i want you to shout out all your your socials and oh, ways yeah. for people to get in contact with you okay so yeah you can view my work at katie and that's k-a-t-i-r-o-s-a-d-o no e and katie and you can find me on instagram at katie Rosado. And my email is hello at katierosato.com. That's pretty much it. If you want office gifts in your inbox, that's right. Sign up uh, inquiry sheet. Oh, and if you want to view my cute dog and see sometimes funny memes, hilarious, and things that I'm doing, you can follow my Instagram stories. 
Those I keep, are great. I keep it very not professional. They're great. Ollie's <laughs> the cutest little puppy you'll ever see. He's pretty cute. Um, I was going to say, yeah, so my wife and I, we just did a photo shoot with Katie, and we had great photos um, with our family, uh, our parents, and Liam. So it was really, really cool to like experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we loved all those photos. So I can't recommend her skills enough. Um, yeah, check her out. Check out our website. Follow her on Instagram. You won't regret it. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Young Ambiguous Podcast. Thanks again, Katie, for being here and talking shop with us. Thanks for having me. It's going to be great. Thanks.